Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 206. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk with my friend, Garrett Jones. Garrett is one of the foremost experts on long-term cycles. He's a partner at Peter Eliade's Stock Market Cycles, Inc., and I think you're really going to enjoy this show and learn a lot. Here we go. Garrett, welcome to the show. Thank you, Linda. Pleasure to to be here. Great to have you here. And I know that you typically follow cycles for a particular part of the year, is that right? And then are out of the market for a particular part of the year, according to, you know, how this has worked successfully over the years. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, let's say kind of right. Okay. <laughs> uh, basically, it, uh, looking at cycles is, uh, uh, you know, we live on a planet of cycles. Uh, in fact, uh, I always have said we live on a planet of cycles and a planet of duality. Um, duality, um, rich, poor, black, white, uh, arid, uh, wet, uh, you know, everything on this planet is, uh, we're constantly in the process of going from one extreme to the other. So we go from a, a, a depression to a boom, uh, uh, back to a depression. We go from lows to highs, uh, et cetera. And that's really what cycles are. All a cycle is, is a picture of duality, you know, where you're in, and this planet is full of cycles, and our species does a marvelous job of defining everything else's cycle. I mean, they can, we can, certain people in, in the scientific area can tell you when the whales are coming by Monterey, California, and when the swallows fly to Capistrano, but they're not so good at telling us when the market's going to top. Uh, uh, and that's what we've done is we've taken a look uh, at the to analyze or analyze correctly, but the awareness of the cycle and the magnitude of the cycle is very important because it defines your risk. On a shorter term basis, uh, you have any given year, and you've heard the phrase sell in May and go away. Uh, that comes from just a, an observation that uh, – the market generally bottoms in the fall. Uh, we know lots of Octobers where the markets uh, uh, declined and you've had bottoms. And frankly, in 2007, you had a top in October. But in, in most cases, you'll have a bottom in that time. And like, like I said, you know, buy low and sell high. If you buy those bottoms, the history, the general cyclicality is that the market goes up from uh, that time period, October, November into May. And then from May to October, uh, you're really not getting much action. So the way you do that is you go back to the, you know, as far as you can, as far as is is data collection, and you see how that's worked out. And uh, the bottom line is the the movement in the market has basically been from that period of October to May, and from May to October generally, uh, it's been flat to down. So 
that's a generalization with respect to cycles. Now, what uh, Peter and I have done is we've taken a look. And by the way, the fourth quarter of the year, and then you can break it down into quarters. And 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 there you're looking at, at monthly input. The fourth quarter of the year is unique because it's the only quarter of the year where each of the months historically have a positive return. And people would think, well, gosh, that that. Uh, that doesn't sound right because we know that lots of lows have happened in October. You know, October of 74 was a low. Uh, uh, October of 87 was a crash. Uh, gosh, how can that doesn't sound right? How can that be? And I go, well, remember, you're right. You do have that low in October. But if October isn't over, what's happening from that low? You're shooting up uh, through, the, through the remainder of the month. So that's what happens in that, in that rebound. That comes off a massive low has made uh, October a positive month. November is a positive month, and December is a real positive month. So what we did is we broke down the months going back as far as we could, and that took us into the 1920s. And we found, uh, in fact, we found uh, uh, we didn't find uh, a guy named Norm Fosbeck found. Uh, that he did his study into 1975 from, I believe, 1928. And he took five days of, the, of, of every month. He took the last day of the month and the first four days of the new month. And, um, and by and large, you, you can take every other day. And he did a comparison. He said, if I put $10,000, irrespective of taxes and anything else, and in... Uh, I believe it was December of 1928, uh, if I put $10,000 and I only invest in those five days, the last day of every month, the first four trading days, this is trading days, of the next month, and then I pull out of the market, and then I keep a fund, and the other fund has uh, over three times as many days. In other words, you're dealing with five days. There's about 22 trading days in a month. Um, so you've got 21, 22 days. So you've got, you know, at least 16, 17 days versus five days. And here's what happened. The 10,000 grew. Um, uh, it, it, grew, it grew to 572,000 over that time period. And the other days where you had three times as many days, that 10000 uh, dropped down to $900. Wow. There was a, a gentleman who wrote a book uh, about the market being random. And I went up and, uh, and he was a you know, Harvard grad or whatever. Lots of people have written books on random markets. But uh, I was speaking at the conference and, and he was too. This is many years ago. And I'm, I won't use his name, but... Uh, you know, we were talking, and I said, you really believe in that? Uh, and so, yeah, the market's definitely random. You know, we, we, we know that, blah, blah, blah. You know how, that, you know how those Ivy Tower folks are. <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, I said, well, it's interesting. I said, uh, I said you've got uh, probably some better compute, computers back there than I do, but I said, I'll make a little exercise with you. I said, you know, there's about 21, 22 days a month. And I said, listen, one, I said, I just want five of those days every month. And I, and I want to give you the other days. You, you'll have better than three times what I have. So if, so if it's random, you're going to, I mean, 
by definition, if it's random, you should outperform me three to one, and you're starting to get uncomfortable. He said, this guy knows something. <laughs> you know? But anyway, I gave him the, the, the number. I said, listen, I'll give you the book that that was written in, and uh, you can check it out for yourself and run it on your own compar- on your own computers. You'll find out that that's true. So I said, one thing for darn sure, the market is not random. I said, whether you or I or anybody else can define it and, 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 and do successful market timing is another question, but it's definitely not random. So, uh, anyway. Uh, so did you do the well, comparison and did he agree or how did that turn out? Uh, I think he, he uh, didn't want to con- continue that conversation. Oh. And my guess, my guess though, uh, I mean, if he's a good analyst, a uh, good analyst, go back and, and do their analysis. And I'm sure that he found anybody can do it. That uh, Anybody who knows how to write a program uh, 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 can do that and figure it out for themselves. That's, that's in fact... That's in fact true. And what we did is we went back and, 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 and did that study ourselves, and we found out that it was true. But what we did is this tells you on a monthly basis. Now, what happens, we were curious as to whether there was a difference between the respective months. You know, are all months the same? You know, isn't the argument if it, if it's random? Random ought to be really random. So why should May be be the same as December? And we found out that they're not the same. We found out that that end of the month and beginning of the new month obviously worked in all months. I mean, because because it was over such a long period of time. His study ended in '75, and we did a study from '75 to the present, and found that. Uh, for a lot of that time, it, it actually was better. <laughs> you know, sometimes when you study things like that, they lose uh, validity. You know, just over time. Uh, but but we found that they got better. So anyway, we did our our own analysis, which was really tedious, and we defined um, various periods with respect to each month. And some of the months, such as September, for example, are real short. Um, it, it's good in the beginning of the month because you have Labor Day and the market's usually good into Labor Day. Uh, but after that, uh, generally the market's going down and then the end of the month, um, uh, frequently we're just not in at all. So it's a short month, but December or in, in bull or bear market years is a very good month. And we found that in December, uh, going into about um, three weeks of, that, of the month of December are good. Uh, the the second week uh, after the first the first week into the middle of the month is the one week that we'd be out. But other than that, we're invested throughout December and in bull. Even in 2008, I mean 2008 was horrendous into October and and also into November. And December was a good month. Then it dropped down in in January of of 2009 uh, down to the low ultimately in March. But December was a good month. So we've defined that uh, and utilized it. And what's kind of nice is I think if somebody can find a way, um, I mean, to be invested all the time, if you're coming into a, a period like we are now, could the market continue to go up and make you a lot of money for a while? Yes. But we're ending a Another 40-year cycle, which is actually part of an 80-year cycle and arguably a 240-year cycle, which is almost beyond beyond our comprehension. But all these things are coming together now, and that means that the risk is, is really at a maximum. So you don't 
uh, you need to have something that you do that takes into consideration the level of risk because this is obviously uh, a much different time than, than going back to 2009 at the bottom and, and particularly going back to, say, the low of 1974. I mean, you could have invested then and gone away on a five-year vacation and been just fine. Uh, that's not something you want to do right now, probably. Yeah, and, but, but how can people really protect themselves now? I mean, how can the average investor, I know you as a professional and as a money manager can do that, but how can the average person do that? Remember to always have a reason to be invested. Uh, I've done something recently because of where I think we are in the cycle uh, that I've been testing for about 35 years, actually, and we put it to use in the last couple of years. And uh, we are not in the market. Our home base is being out of the market, and we need a reason to get back in. And um, and what we've done, I mean, I'll just give you an example. Um, what we've done is we monitor about a hundred. I'm sorry, about a thousand of the most liquid stocks, and maybe a hundred of the most liquid uh, ETFs, indexes, uh, uh, indexes and ETFs, um, and. What we're looking for is extremes. Uh, we use their own price and we use an algorithm and so forth. But when a stock or an ETF uh, gets way out of its normal range based on its own price, for example, really over overbought, take a Goldman Sachs. Look at a Goldman Sachs chart or any of those financials. They're really stretched out on the upside now. And we've defined something where when it gets that stretched out, and it meets certain parameters, then we step in and play it in the opposite direction. So we've got the benefit, we've got the odds highly in our favor based on the own uh, on its own history. The fact is it's already moved monumentally in one direction. So it's, it's like taking a slingshot or a rubber band and, and really stretching it out. And we try to, we move in, we're doing... Uh, market timing is, is hard enough. What we're doing is we're anticipating a turn. Most people are trend followers. You wait for the trend to start, then you jump on the trend. We're doing something uh, a lot more difficult. That's hard enough to do, uh, particularly in this market, because you, you have a trend that lasts for what, Linda? A day or two lately? Well, unless it's the VIX being very controlled and very you know, just flat. I mean, we've seen some of the craziest markets this last year. Exactly. I mean, in, in this year, 2016, I mean, if somebody were to ask me, gee, you've studied the market and even in times before you were alive, what would you say is the, the wildest year? Um, and I would say 2016. And to us living through it, it doesn't seem that wild. But the first quarter of the year, you had the most volatility in the last 78 years, going back to 1937. And in the last quarter, the third quarter, uh, you had the least volatility in the history of the market. So in the same year, the most and the least, then you have the most contentious uh, um, and most polarized uh, election that I ever remember. In the same year, and the year isn't over yet. Uh, who knows what you know? Who knows what's next? Um, but it's just uh, you know, it, it's really, um, it's really, we're in a we're in a very incredible time. Well, Garrett, as always, you've been fabulous and fascinating. How can people reach you if they want more information from you? 
Uh, I guess the uh, you know I'm an old fashioned guy. The uh, the phone number and, and email is uh, is um, is what I would suggest. Uh, my uh, the basic phone number for me is area code nine two five eight two zero zero one six one, and my personal email is Garrett G A R R E T T two R's and two T's one 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 at Comcast.net. All right, perfect. Thank you so much for joining us. Linda, thank you. Always a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.